Hello everyone, my name is Mylena Ebron. I'm 16 and here with me today we have <laughs> Sarai Ariola. For my time is Archie Destiny Manson. <laughs> Um, all right, so first of all, before I get into it, I just want to say thank you guys for being here with no me problem. and agreeing yeah. to do this. So, if you don't already know, the topic that I'm going to be like, we're going to be discussing is like specific stereotypes with black girls and how how we're like judged and put in a lot of different categories just based on other people's perceptions because of our race. Uh, African-American woman, like, everyone experiences being stereotyped. It happens to everyone, but I feel like it happens more frequently to um, black girls and black females. And anyone who um, is black knows that at least once in their life, like, they've been judged or put into this prior category before even getting a chance to um, introduce themselves to, like, whoever they're presenting themselves to. I don't feel like it's okay, but I feel like a lot of dark-skinned girls come off as having this, they're always perceived as either being aggressive, loud, ghetto, or anything like that. When, before they even try to, like, really get to know the person, because, like, none of us in this room are even, like, like that completely. Like, we're not, we are more than just goofy all the time, or loud, or, like, what they consider aggressive, or things like that. Like, we have more values and things that we can add to us, and it's just sad that it's based off of the darkness of our skin, which is, like, yeah, I feel like black girls are like at a crossroads of marginalization because when you're at that, um, you're at the cross section of being black, first of all, and then you're also a woman, like who is protecting us? You know, Malcolm X said that the black woman is the most unprotected creature in America. And that's facts because there's nobody really out there. Not I wouldn't say nobody, but there's not a lot of people that will be in our corner by default simply because of who we are yeah. and the fact that um you know black women even in like my mother she works in public health a lot of times black women have higher rates of complications during pregnancy because the doctors bring their own prejudices to like freaking people giving birth so it yeah. runs that deep it's like when we're just living our everyday lives there's always going to be some aspects where we are given less than or we are seen as less than simply because of our racial background and our gender so i don't think and i also don't feel like that that's something that anybody else can really understand stand and relate to yeah. because we are just so boxed because of our um demographic information so there's just not a lot of ways that you can relate to that without being black and a woman yourself yeah um so like one of the things that made me want to like really talk about it is because personally I've like been through it a lot like I've been prejudged like a lot a lot and I don't even know why I, feel, I don't even feel like maybe I do give off an intimidating vibe sometimes I'm not really sure but um there was this one time uh it was in elementary school and I still remember this but um my one teacher she was giving a lesson about something sciencey and I was just I was kind of listening but then I yawned like audibly I yawned out loud and she was like she told me Mylena get out of my class like what are you doing and then at that moment I didn't know what was going on because I didn't realize like what I had done I was like what are you talking about she said if you're gonna yawn like that and be disrespectful in my classroom you you don't need to be here get out mm -hmm. and then I just got up and left because I was so angry because I didn't even realize I was offending her in any way I'm like I'm sorry I yawn like but the patience that they have with like white girls or white boys yeah completely different like, because, like I totally understand that I go to a predominantly white school right and like um like I remember last year in my Spanish class 
and it was like two boys, right? Two white boys that are always playing in the class, playing games, not even listening to the teacher, loud as hell, right? But then there was this one time that this black boy, his name is Thomason, and he like made a mistake, like he was just playing around in class, right? We all tend to goof off sometimes, and she went off. This was the one time he had ever been a disruption to the classroom, but for those plenty of times that those white boys had, didn't, had been not paying attention or been loud, she could calmly respond to them and be like, hey, can you guys chill out, or stuff like that. So it was just fucked up to see like, you know, like the patience levels that she has with the white boys versus the yeah yeah and i wasn't i was more angry that the fact that if this white girl caitlin would have yawned she wouldn't have reacted it's the fact that like i would that's why i was mad i wasn't mad because she she got upset because i yawned like it's just a yawn like con but yeah that's like you out here like yeah like like you do the silent one i mean it happens (laughs) i feel like we just have to grow up so damn fast because like even like when you in elementary school you have to realize that stuff you think to yourself at freaking how old are you like what eight or something like you're young and you're thinking to yourself like man if i was white i would not have had that experience just now and the fact that you have to think about that kind of thing at such a tender age it just kind of goes to show that our experience is so unique and so painful. Yeah, also, and also that goes around with, like, the area, like, our environment as well. Like, we're constantly on social media. Like, the whole thing, like, dark skins are dirty and, like, we're this and that. Red always bone. A, it's always yeah. a negative connotation to dark, dark skin, skin. versus light skin. So, yeah, that whole, yeah. like, dark skin versus light skin thing. Like, wh- how does cleanness go between color? Right. Like, and I'm then just so confused. If I turn the lights out, I can't right. see you. you can't, like You can't see any black right. person. Right. And, and it's just crazy because <laughs> even, like, black people be, like, coming for Africa. African Americans right, becoming for African Africans. People, so that I just shows that how deeply embedded yeah. colorism is in our head. If, if 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 white people, okay, people say that like the perfect racism is apartheid in South Africa. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because the white people pitted black people against other black people. Mm-hmm. So when the white people are getting black people to come for other black people because of the reasons that they established in the first place the white people won mm-hmm. if, if if i'm looking at you and we create this hierarchy with hair even 3b 4c all yeah. that kind of stuff if a 3b girl walks up to a 4c girl and thinks i'm better than you because my hair has a looser curl pattern that is the kind because my curls are closer to the white person's standard yeah. then that means that they won the institutionalized racism that they put in place it's taking over in our own community and that's that what's whole, fucked up. like that whole not even just didn't even start at slavery, but that whole like light skins were the house slaves and the mm-hmm. dark skins had to work in the field. I'll like, be in the thing. house. All of us gonna be in. Um, no, 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 no. I'll be on. No, I'll be in the field. I'm sorry. All of us gonna be in the field. Right. But then you know, so I guess the house nowadays is like house is like being with like you know uh movie stars, celebrity, right. being mm-hmm. with the upper echelon type of people, and the dark skinned girls just get the leftovers, right. the sloppy seconds. That's just our life. I even remember like on Instagram, these boys that I know would rate girls. Mm. And one of the comments was, "Oh, she's pretty for a dark skinned girl." And yes. it was like, "Okay, oh I get all the time." <laughs> it's so know? irritating because I've been told that before, and it's like, "Why? Why do I be pretty for a dark skin, not just pretty for a girl? Yeah. Why did? Why? Why can't I just be pretty for a girl or just pretty? Period. Pretty yeah. period. Right? Why does it be pretty for a dark skin?" So, um, so yeah, that's all true. But like, uh, like in social media, like you said, that happens too, and also in in school like in mm-hmm. like high school mainly in elementary but um this happens to like most female black teens in school like um we're treated as if we're as if the other person already knows our intentions mm-hmm. like they already mm-hmm. know what we're gonna do or um like that that's why they treat us as if we're out for bad or if we're trying to do like cause trouble or something like that and when most of the times we we aren't we're just 
we're just mm-hmm. there like mm-hmm. and they take um us as being like assertive or like being outgoing as us being disrespectful or rude or like we're always dis- trying to cause disturb- trouble yeah so um i'm gonna play this um clip from this lady i talked to yesterday her name is uh onyeka on- Adaku Onyeka. She is a senior counsel at National Women's Law Center, and I just had a quick conversation with her about what we're talking about right now, so I'm just going to play that real quick. I definitely think that black women and girls have the most um, harmful stereotypes where people look at that as something that you're not supposed to be. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, in this country what it means to be a woman has been really associated with whiteness and, you know, blackness is at, at the opposite end of whiteness, right? And so, you know, I think that our country values women who are quiet and submissive, you know, and, you know, if you look at the stereotype of the loud, angry black woman, that's, you know, the very opposite of what it means to be, like, passive and submissive. Yeah. Um, and so there are two things. So first of all, not every black girl is that way. You know, I actually thought I was kind of shy growing up. Um, but, like, when I did ask questions, I still got that stereotype layered onto me. But another thing is, you know, what's wrong with being loud? You know, that makes sure that you get heard, you know. And what's wrong with, like, being assertive? Those people are legal. And so I think that, you know, what we need to do is, you know, Encourage skills in in all girls, especially black girls who are being told that, you know, them just showing up to class or existing that the way they are um, and somehow wrong or disruptive to the classroom. Um, And, you know, like you said, there are stereotypes about all all girls and, you know, some, but some stereotypes are more harmful than others. And I think by embracing uh, the identities of all girls, no matter your race and ethnicity, whether you're black, Latinx, Asian American, Native American, I or, or white, I think that you should embrace students and let them be them full, their full selves in the classroom because by doing that, you are saying that you belong here and we're going to value you and your education. And that's what school should be doing. Mm-hmm. She never lied. Two things I got from that video were um, I remember when I was younger in elementary school, I had, like, really, like, long, curly hair. And partly that's because, like, my mom just has, like, like that kind of hair as well. But my mom started perming her hair, right? And so she would realize that I'd be getting, like, not necessarily bullied, but people would always question, like, if I was completely black or if I was completely this, right? So she stopped perming her hair, and she completely went curly with me. And I think that was the first moments of, like, my mom and I building up my confidence as a black girl that went to predominantly kind of white elementary school before I went to, like, my next elementary school. Um, and so that was... Luckily, I've been able to grow up in a household where I have a, a strong, confident black mother who represents what needs to be represented to a lot of other black girls that may not have that. And then also, um, when she was talking about, like, what's wrong with being loud or what's wrong with being assertive, like, I find myself to always be the leader of things, so I like to take over. And not necessarily in a wrong way, but I like being in control of things because I feel like I hold a lot of power, especially mm-hmm. when I speak or when I'm trying to, like, lead things or things like that. And I feel like when she said, like, what's wrong with being louder, what's wrong with being assertive makes a good point because what's wrong with that? Like, yeah. When white girls are loud and white girls are assertive, it's them being them being what they're supposed to be, right? Yeah. But what's wrong with what's it's wrong feminism with it when, when they right, do it, but when we do it, it's cockiness. It, right, it's we're being yeah. ghetto or we're being, right. we're too loud, we're being just just animals. Mm-hmm. 
It's interesting because when she said that, I thought about relationships, like with guys mm. or whatever. And like, I was in a relationship with a guy, and he is a black male, but like, I'm naturally like more quieter. Like, I don't like I chill out most of the time. I'm not really like a leadership yeah. person, but when things bother when things bother me, it's a different story. Mm-hmm. So when it was like those times where I would have to get aggressive and be assertive. It was kind of like, oh, you're not supposed to do that. Like, why do all black girls have to be like that? Right. And it's like, and then they go for this whole. Guess why? Like, fight didn't white girls, things like that. Right. Until they get your ass arrested. But okay. <laughs> yeah, I remember like when I was trying out for drum major at my school, because I'm um, one of the first black female drum majors at my school, and they would all the, they would talk about me. The um, white kids in the band, they would talk about me, say that I'm cocky. Because I wanted to be drum major. I made it very clear in my intentions ever since I was a freshman. I walked into that band room. I said, I want to be drum major. What's wrong with being confident? Right. They told me that I was being cocky. They would talk about me behind my back. And when I got the drum major position, they were really upset. And that, like, it kind of messed with me because I was like, I didn't do nothing to y'all. I'm just living my life. I'm trying to do what I want to do because I see myself as a natural born leader. I see myself as somebody who is supposed to lead people to success because I have those qualities. I have that type of ambition. But when I have that type of ambition, people want to call me cocky and people want to put me down. Nobody was supporting me. Even my friends were telling me that I couldn't do it. They were like, you can't be drum major. There ain't never been a black girl drum major bitch i did it so (laughs) like that that makes me that's a good point like i i know i'm talking a lot but this is a a good topic (laughs) this is a real good topic (laughs) i go to predominantly white high school right now and i started the first black student union within the school so right everybody was like wow she's being like discriminative against like other races and a white student union (laughs) first of all there's a whole hispanic there's a hispanic student they have hope yeah nobody then nobody said nothing about that Mm -hmm. right so then I started the Black Student Union, right? And luckily, I had two black best friends that were, like, supportive of me and mm-hmm. came with me to do it. But we had another black boy leader. But he had a lot of white friends, right? They were telling him, well, we're not going to be your friends with you, right, if you continue this. So he dropped it, right? He stopped being a leader. Then I had one of my black friends who got a white boyfriend. Then he convinced her, and then she dropped it. So then I had my mm-hmm. best friend who just was with me as well. But it was just really hard for us because, like, people stopped showing up to meetings. People weren't really supportive of it. It's, like, all these other stuff. And you would think that people would need these kind of things in a white environment where people are constantly always putting us down, but nobody wants to support it when it needs yeah. to be supported. Yeah. I tried to so, do a BSU in my school, too, and then the principal was like, it's too controversial. Oh, no, no, But no. there is a hope. There's a Hispanic right. organization, the um, acronym for HOPE, and I love that organization because I'm Latino myself. Mm-hmm. So, but why can't there be a BSU? Why is there a Hispanic organization? But when I tried to start a BSU, I sent a letter to our principal, and he said that he didn't want to do it because it would cause too much issues with mm-hmm. the county. Why? Why See, would it cause issues with the county? at my international school, I don't know if it's that we have a nice, I don't know if we have a, a thoughtful principal or if we're supposed to be have leaders within the school that make sure that things like that get through. Like, with, even within our school curriculum, like, we're constantly learning about white people. We're constantly learning about mm-hmm. white leaders. When you go to an international school, you're, everyone's supposed to see themselves in a textbook on a screen mm-hmm. and what they're learning. So I had to make sure, I went up to our head of year, which is, like, um, our, our headmaster is what they call in private schools, like, the principal or whatever, and I was like, I'm a black student. There are Indian kids, Asian kids, African kids in that classroom that aren't seeing themselves yeah. and things like that so it's important that if they're going to teach them about it if you're going to teach us about an international school then everyone needs to see themselves uh-huh. and so that's another thing that i wanted to talk about so um in schools mainly where there's a lot of of this happening some um things that we could do to like help help out like there's there's no way that we could just make it all stop. Like mm-hmm. everyone's always gonna have uh, um, perceived judgment on people, but like 
to just find other people in your like space and in your school to just come together and like help out and like make it known like make like make people think about what they're doing and make people know that this is a problem and we're not just going to be silent about it we're Mm going to make sure you guys are understanding that this is still happening just getting like whatever your friends or whoever you know that's going to stand by you and once you have enough people there's going to be people that want to get out there too and make sure that this problem is known too so just finding resources and sharing them others that like feel the same way it's gonna it's gonna help out even if it's just a small thing Mm -hmm. so yeah um any other destiny (laughs) any thoughts on Uh, that i mean as far as college goes because that's what i can speak for the most um we do have a bsu so you know it's interesting that they feel that way because when you get to college like that's gonna exist exactly because you need that community exactly whether you come from predominantly black or white community you're gonna need that and i think we also have a thing at my school called ally week where like you know they kind of like take that whole week to like educate people on stereotypes Mm -hmm. and like conversations like this just to let them know like okay you may not be conscious of it all the time but you need to at least try you know Mm -hmm. so i mean it's not our job to educate people it's really not but that's giving them too much power, right. to be honest, to be pressed about it. Right. But, but if they're willing to come in and sit and see what they're doing wrong and exactly. how they can yeah. Yeah. it take that initiative comes take from the, them. Yeah. 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 It, it shouldn't come from us. Yeah. So exactly. if, they're, if they're willing to come in and sit down and talk about it, then I think that's what's going to... Because they're ignorant. The, people think ignorance is this, like, thing. And it's not calling you stupid. It just means you're ignorant. You don't understand yeah, the right. situation of being a black woman. Yeah. So what you need to do is you sit down and you educate yeah, yourself. Listen. Or, like, listen. when we were at school and we were talking about... Sometimes you have MGDs, like, making good decisions, making good decisions. And we have, like, talk about racial issues or whatever. And, like, some of the black kids are talking about, like, the looks we may get. Or when we go in the store, how we automatically get looked down. And one white boy was like, why do you care about people looking at you? Like, they don't understand the kind of, the, the serious, the, right. Mm-hmm. They don't understand right. they can walk into a store with their hood on. Or they can walk into the store looking a hot mess. Right. And nobody will think that they're about to steal. Walking in with a book bag and think that they just getting food. But mm-hmm. when we walk in there with a book bag, we got to turn that in. Or police following us. Or mm-hmm. people are constantly looking at us like we're a threat. But it's yeah. not that. And it's so hard to not be able to talk to anybody about this kind of thing because I come here to be able to talk about these things but when I was experiencing that type of thing where people were calling me cocky in band I couldn't talk to anybody about that because people were like why are you always going to make it a race issue that's what pisses me off because then it's always a race issue and then they're like oh you got to be the angry black girl how about you just be a nice white boy and just let me be like I'm not no angry black race is always the issue because if I was a white boy if I was a nice looking clean cut white boy they would have no issue whatsoever with anything that I'm doing Easily. Easily slide up in there. But because of the color of my skin and what's between my legs, they're going to have an issue with me. So, of course I'm going to be loud. Of course I'm going to be angry because y'all fucking me over. (laughs) Right. We'll continue. All right. So, um, that's all. This is nice. I feel a lot better. I feel a lot better. I like this. Thank you guys so much for talking to me. I had a really good time hearing you guys' experiences. It was fun. And so yeah, that's gonna be it. And just Ruby. say saying goodbye to Sarai, Sarai, Maya, and Destiny. Destiny. Thank you guys Thank so you. much. Thank you for having us. Thank you.